Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live, Yahweh's radio, top part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast, top part of the Sabbath day, is now on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of the Sabbath day by name, Fear, Israel. Oh, see, Royal, this is the day that Almighty had made for me and you call the top part of the Sabbath day. So we know one thing, everything is a packed jam on the international side. So we're going to bring our elder in, and the elder going to tell you all about the broadcast top part of the Sabbath day and all the good stuff that's going on. And remember, this is a ministry over 900,000 strong on the international side and counting. And counting. The one thing about it. This is the day the Almighty L made top part of the Sabbath day gonna bring our elder in and, and he'll give you all the rundowns and all the details about this ministries and and what's up to come so when you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say. Elder Mr. Tibbs, Israel. Yahweh bid you to see right. And Yahweh bless you, see Israel the seed royal. Hello, Yahweh the Elder. Well, this day is one thing, wherever we are there through the weekdays, that's fine, but now this is the top part of the Sabbath day. This is Yahweh's day that he set aside for me and you. So now, whether you will tell this national audience on the top part of the Sabbath day, take your time, Elder, and we just going to piggyback and throw out a couple of scriptures on the table and see what we can come up with. Elder, take your time on the top part of the Sabbath day and address this massive audience over 900,000 strong on the international side. Come on. Once again, Yaquan bless you, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of over 900,000 listeners. And as I always say, that is a great thing because when you're around those many people that want to hear the righteous words of Yaquan, you know that is a lot of power, and you know some work is getting done. That makes me think about a few verses in the book of Torah, chapter 11, verse number 35 to 37. And this says what we should do. 35 says, be willing to hear every Yahweh discord, and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. 36. And if I see it for man of understanding, get ye behind unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. 37. Let thy mind be upon the ordinance of the Yahweh, and meditate continually in his commandments. 
You shall establish thine heart of mine and give thee wisdom at thy own desire. And that's always a good thing to do that. Because we know from history, there is a world past and a world present, which we're in. But our history starts from our birth to our death. But those who fail to learn history correctly are simply to repeat it. But those that don't do it correctly, they're simply doomed in this world and the world to come. And that's not where you want to go. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse number 6, 6 says, Yahweh the Son said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. These things we teach, how uh, you should approach the Bible, and how to take preference to the Son, exposing yourself to the Father. And doing that, there is a narrow entrance for righteousness. And we have to make sure that we are in that narrow entrance way so we can get to where we need to go. In Second Ezra chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, tells you that direction. Verse 7 to 7 says, The entrance therefore is narrow, and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was fire on the right hand and on the left feet eight. And only one pass between them both, between the fire and the water, so small that there could only be one man go there at once. Well, you should hear some of these preachers talking. Oh, boy. They give you a whole lot of stuff about, we can save the whole place. Just make sure your tithes and offerings are heavy on the plate. We spoke about that, how they do that before. And we try to pass this teaching on to the listeners. Because you used to hear me say that a teacher can't learn from his students because the teacher is giving wise counsel. But having knowledge, the teacher even gains more experience by teaching. Now, a student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. It shows well in all the six camps that teach the word of Yahweh. Thus, many of us out there came to hear things in the King James Bible that most of us hear, and some listening never understand. But Yahweh's ministry makes all this misunderstanding very possible. We have many that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking, they can never find. Because these are what you call the misinformed. They can do none of these things. This is the reason why the words of Yahweh that is taught by this ministry makes all these things and more possible for the righteous. And the key word is righteous. Because when you are righteous, this word is going to set into your heart or mind and be where it should to get you in that narrow pathway. Because we have to be aware by knowing the Bible scriptures and the Bible precepts. We're given the knowledge to know there are those out there that camouflage the evil of the Jews' teaching. An overly loud bump of gums contest for the righteous learner even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us that know. As I said before, like some of those preachers, the pastors, that take the word and twist it around to increase things for their ministry. 
That brings you into the things that Yahweh hates. Did you know that Yahweh hates certain things? Well, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verses 16 to 19, 16 says, These six things do it to Yahweh hates. Yea, even seven are abomination unto him. 17, a proud look and a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. 18, a heart of mind that devilish wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running into mystery. 19, a false witness that spreadeth lies, and he that solved the score upon his blood. Well, that's why you have to look at St. John chapter 4, verse number 3. Where he says, every spirit that confess not that Yahweh the Son has come in the flesh is not that of Yahweh. And this is the spirit of the anti-Yahweh. Where if you heard that it should come, even now already in the world. And we see that. Sometimes we ignore it. But we bring it to your attention. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bumps and gums, and Christianity. For this reason, we welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's Ministries. We come to you live and open to you always for new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Believe it or not, we even question about that on a daily basis. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? And we have to turn around and answer that question and tell them by connecting books. The words of Yahweh. Your health. Foods you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. And this is the information that you came to seek. And now have to look no further. You found it in the voice of the true Israelites. So I will God that. We'll open unto you on the normal days of 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. So the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, the Sabbath class, we do have, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. That class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that day at 12 p.m., and an online class at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address. We use this on any search line, enter tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribeyada.com, dash Israelites. Right under the big line when doing this, you'll see some choices. One will be ties and offers. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. On any other device, you may see menu. But after clicking that, again, you'll still see choices. You'll choose the ties and offers. And doing so, remember what we read in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, kindness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves and shall forgive and also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures we read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you dust as Yahweh alive. 
also for building a school, which I say is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and demand to build a health business. We continue to speak of for this program. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Now, we even have a live program. This feature is available during our broadcast time. To get there, once again, enter Yapwa Radio Live. And after click enter, this time, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadav. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers you can call with Yapwa in mind. The first being our live conference room. This number is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is an international number where you can call and leave a message on scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six and nine camps of Yahuwah's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach you will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. By calling the same number, you can always order, but our members know the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it. On another note, you might ask, please do not contact the seat. Email, phone, or text before broadcast or after. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos that most of us have seen. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line, 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You will only hear the story to Delta. Now, for those of you who have missed the beginning of today's program, you can listen to the entire recorded show at after 10.30 p.m. To do this, just enter three words, Yahwa Radio Live. When you click enter, just look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadda. Choose the program that you would like to listen to or any previous day on that list that you would like to check it out. That's what we have them there for. Check out those Bible programs that we have for you. Also, during our normal broadcast broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on CalTalk. CalTalk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the CalTalk app. When you get there, we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Truth, like Strive of Yadah. The room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer those on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Fields Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing as shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topics or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Talk Talk. That's why I'll be with you all. But I usually give a continuing reminder. 
And that reminder is, when giving the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly. Remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, and not that of confusion. I'll give you a reminder which it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 33 says, for the Yahweh is not the author of confusion, but is peace in an all-curtain of the saints. If we actually keep these scriptures in mind, then we say that continually. But when you find those trying to win that bump the dumbs contest, those are the ones that miss all of Yahweh's glory, which is sent unto them. Because here, we rehearse this righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh. So we can start to do that. We will pass our program back over to our seer Israel. I think we bumped our gums long enough this time. And we will say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Second Kings chapter sixteen. Yeah, verse thirty. Verse number. Uh, let me see, twenty-five chapters in, in uh, chapter sixteen. Okay, verse number. We'll make it chapter. We'll, we'll make it chapter ten, verse thirty. Then. Well, like I said, it, it is a piece of zeal. We ain't done no Luke twelve twelve, so I'm really just shooting from the hip right now. But I'm going to tighten on up once we um, get Second Kings 10, verse 30 out the way. What did it say? Second Kings chapter 10, verse number 30. It says, And the Yahweh said unto Jehu, Because thou had done well in exceedingly that which is right in my eyes, Thou hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my mind and thy mind. Thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. So you see what he's saying? If you do well, you got a reward for you. That's why I say I don't know why we look to our left and to our right. This is the individual thing on doing well. He told Jehu, the king of northern kingdom, since you've done well, Jehu, king of northern kingdom of Israel, he said, you have four straight lines of generations of kings to sit on your, sit on, uh, your throne, which is his throne. See that? And all because of one thing, 
he done well. So, listening audience, answer the question. Are you doing well in the eyes of your Yaqua? Because if you do, you don't change. According to Malachi 3, verse 6, according to Hebrews 13, 13 verse 8, he don't change. So if he rewarded back to the left side of the book, he's going to reward you on the right side of the book. But the stipulation is you must do well. So examine yourself. Are you doing well? If you're doing well, remember, you automatically got a reward coming. Your reward don't have to always be in dollars. It can be in your health, getting your mind right, getting your family in order. It, it goes a lot of way of doing well. So don't always look at doing well as a couple of dollars extra in your pocket. No. Doing well, he gave king, the king four straight consecutive kingdomship. Now, keep that in your mind. Hey, Elder, Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What's going on with Luke 12, 12? Okay, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, looking at verse number 12. 12 says, For the righteous spirit will teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And I believe that, Elder, the righteous spirit will take care of the business. See, if we do well, Yahweh will take care of us. Matter of fact, now, let's get a precept on that since that was brought up, Elder. See, if you do well, let's go to Genesis chapter 4, verse number 5. Let's read, let's see if we get a precept on that. See, precept is the game changer. Once you learn how to precept your Bible, that means Yahweh working with you. He'll give you a, once you read a verse, then he'll give you a verse to precept that with it and seal the deal. So that's the key when you know that you're on the right track. When you're able to hear a verse, then he'll give you the precept to that verse. That's the sign you need to know that you're on the right track with Yahweh. When he enlarges your mind and precepts. So now we're going to Genesis chapter 4, Elder. Let's pick it at verse 5 and let's see exactly can we precept that 10 verse 30 of 2 Kings. Genesis chapter 4. And speak of it, verse number five. What does it say? Genesis four, verse five says, "But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect, and Cain was very rough, and his countenance fell." All right, two more verses. Six, and the Yahweh said unto Cain, "Why art thou rough?" And why is thy countenance fallen? Seven. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, send life at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. 
He says, uh, what what lies at the door of sin? He said, if you don't do sin. well, sin. So when you're doing well, you're opposite of sin. But when you're not doing well, you're sinning. That, that's sin. Look what we have learned on the way of, of learning something. So now, so now, if you is not doing well, then you are saying a lie at your door. And the door he's talking about is um, let's precept that door he's talking about. We're going to Revelation and see what door he, we're talking about in third chapter about twenty. So he's saying now, if you do well, you'll be accepted. But if you don't do well, sin lies at the door. About he say. So now let's see what he says in verse 19 and verse number 20. Listen, let's see what he says in time prophecy. Revelation chapter 3, 19 and 20. Elder Mr. T of Israel, you're back on the clock. Come on. The book of Revelations, chapter 3, looking at 19 and 20. 19 says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, to be zealous, therefore, and repent. 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. You see that? So he told sin lies the door. That's the door of your mind, see, right? So now see your mind Hebrews ten verse eight. So your mind, see, right? Your mind. Wait till out your mind. He's not talking about no hard or door that a key go to and you turn back and forth. He lies at the door of your understanding, your mind. He said, if you do well, he'll come in and suck with you. He'll increase your understanding. But if you don't do well, then you sin against your mighty one. So you see how plain that is? So sometimes you wonder why things all of a sudden, you take five steps up and looking real good, skinny and grinning. And all of a sudden, something happens because you keep sinning against your maker. Then what it do? You send the six amount of camps called Boston of to Israelites to just put on a lesson. You got to stop sinning against your, might, your mighty one because he's the one got all the power. So you got to stop sinning against him. Do you know the biblical definition of sin? Well, John said in First John three verse four, put a marker what you got there, Elder. Put a marker. What you got? And let's go to the right side of the book, First John three verse four. Let's look at the biblical definition of the word S I N. What do that really mean? Sin. We go and get the Bible definition of sin, and then you examine yourself. Look in the mirror and tell me, are you sinning against your mighty one? Meaning you're not doing well. First John 3, 4, in the back of the book, Elder Mr. Tears, come on. 
First John chapter three verse four says, Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking of the law. See, so sin is breaking of the law. In Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4, 5, 10 down to verse 12, 19 and 20. Let's see what that's saying. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5, then skip down to 10 through 12, and 19 and 20. So what we're saying to you, yeah, you, examine yourself. Are you sinning against your mighty one? The Bible definition of sin is breaking his law. That's what the Bible, and that's what Cain did. He broke the law. And the law was, thou shalt not murder. He killed his brother. Yahweh knew all the time that he was going to do it. But he had an option to repent. He already knew what he was going to do. Kill his brother. He was created to kill his brother. But Yahweh had you go through the motion. But you have to excuse that, well, I didn't know he let you go through the motion. But but it's already extra stone the day you were born and the, the, the time you're going to leave here. It's already extra stone. It ain't but one race of people that was condemned already. And you, and you know why? They was condemned already? Let me show you why. Put a marker at that too, Elder. Put another marker. So I, know, I know you got your five markers anyway. Just put a marker there and go, go to Hebrews 12 and look at verse 16 and 17. Then we'll clear up these marks. So make sure that you don't have this spirit in you. What well, we get ready to read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 16 and 17. What can say here? Hebrews chapter 12, looking at 16 and 17. 16 says, Least there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. 17. For you know how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully it? with tears. You see that? You see that? So it ain't but one race of people that is not going to repent. Although they have cried for storm, but it's written in his book, all Esau had to do was repent. <clears throat> so he brought damnation on his whole race, just like Adam did in um, Romans 5.12. Adam did the same thing. Did you know 
Did you know, you know how can one man bring damnation on this whole race? Okay. Let's, let me show you another statement. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. You know, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, looking at verse number 12. 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and also death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You see that? When Adam sinned, he brought death on everything that come out of his loins, even to his day. Now, now, death is on every man for what Adam did. So, not, so never think because of what Esau did, then it don't affect his race today. You just got the precept. Yes, it do. Isn't we still sinning today? Adam, one man's sin, then death passed on every man by that one man's sin. Now, now that's a big precept right there. So now, now, so now you're clear. So when you talk about Esau, always remember, Esau and his five sons, the whole race of Esau, just like the one man Adam sinned, Sin fell on every man that come out of his loins. That was, that's a given. So don't, so never say what he did that, how, how do that uh, affect Becky? Well, Becky, if she from that nation, then the whole nation, that's how he judge. He don't judge by individuals. He judge, he judge you as a nation. Like your forefathers and mothers, they won sin against the mighty one. They didn't. They won. They won sit off the ships in twenty eight sixty eight. But you was. They was told by sinning against the mighty one, your sons and daughters will be taken over by another people, and you won't serve them people until you get your mind right. And that was going on today. Well, how? You, well, what you mean? How you know when you serving somebody easily? Don't you still pay who you pay your bills to? Who you pay your taxes to? That means you serving somebody that have taken your land and charging you on your own land. You see, because that's the curse you got for for sinning against him. So when you sin against him. I look at a lot of day saying, saying, still, but why don't you tell them their option? Uh, what, what is their option? Huh? What is their option? But we can tell them their option, okay? But we'll tell them their option in the 14th chapter, Elder. Let's go to the 14th chapter, and we'll find out what is the option. So sin got us in his trouble. By one man. Sin got everybody 
the descendants of Esau in trouble by that one man. So he's an equal employment opportunity, Yahweh. What goes for one, go for all. When Adam sinned, it fell on all men. When Esau sinned, it fell on all of his race. By one man. You got it? Good. Now, why is it going to hell? Hey, yo, what verse I said we're going to? You gave me chapter 14, but no book. Say it again. You gave me chapter 14, but didn't say which book. Oh. Well, but it, I did have a few on for the marker. Well, I had a few on the marker. Wait. Ezekiel and first Well, it don't got away from me now. It, uh, it, I thought I gave a, a book. I'm not back to see sometimes when the seer be saying some things, it don't be me talking. I be, you know, hearing that small seer voice and tell you, hey, put this with this and put this with that. So if um if 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 I get caught up and that's why I ask the question what 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 we're going to because I that I mean, although you hear from my mouth, but you gotta understand something. See, some things we must understand, hold that point, let's go to Luke 1, verse 70. Hey, yo, some things we must understand. Luke chapter 1, verse 70. What does it say? Okay, going to Luke chapter 1, verse number Verse 70. Seven zero. Seven zero. Seven zero says, as he spake by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have been since the world began. Uh huh. Okay. Well, what I do, I be long with it. And you kind of take care of Robo and let him know we on the international radio broadcast. You take care of Robo for a minute. I talk and give you time to them get a Robo in order for we can deliver the knockout blow on. The top part of Saturday. So he said, see, when Yahweh spake, he spoke since the world began by his righteous seers. <coughs> that's, how he, that's how he speak. When he got something to say, see, listen to me good, those of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. When the, the mighty one of the Bible have something to say. He speaks by the mouth of all his righteous fears. And how long that been? Since the world began. Now we're going to precept that a couple times to show you that it's all over the book. It's just you haven't ran into it. Now the other going to look at Acts chapter 3, 18 and 21. So you take your notes. Take notes. Go back over your notes. When Yahweh had something to say, the mighty one had something to say. He spoke by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. That's what we read in Luke 1, verse 70. That's how he operates. But we, now, once we precept this a couple of times, 
Then you're going to ask your preacher, what does this mean, Mr. Preacher? He don't speak by you. You're not a seer. You're a preacher. A seer is a, we'll talk about this later, about the seer. But let's read, we'll break down the definition of a seer for all the new listeners to understand that when Yahweh got something to say, and he don't change according to Malachi 3, verse 6, Hebrews 13, verse 8, he don't change. So if he got something to say, he'll tell you how he operates by opening up the Bible. Acts 3, 18 and 21, he'll bring it. Was it Acts 18? Chapter 3, verse 18 and 21. Acts, chapter 3, looking at verses uh, 18 and 21. 18 says, But those things which Yahweh before had shown by the mouth, of all his seers, that Yahweh the Shun should suffer, he had so fulfilled. 21. 21 says, Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which Yahweh had spoken by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. Whosoever among you fear Yahweh, to you is the world of this salvation sent. 27. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the seers, which are read every Sabbath day, have fulfilled them and, and condemned him. Yahweh 
spoke, he makes sure he speaks to his seer every Sabbath day. Every Sabbath day, he's going to speak to the seer to tell you what you need to know. Every Sabbath day, he spoke through the mouth of the seers every Sabbath day. The seers have something to say as they pass it on to the elders. Every Sabbath day. Is that it? He says in verse 26, Men and brothers, children of the stock of Abraham, that means the bloodline of Abraham, talking bloodline of Abraham, and whosoever among you, who? The bloodline of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, whose name was changed of Israel. He says, and whosoever among you that fears from Yahweh, to you is the word of a salvation sent. Now, that's big, that's big talk right there. So salvation was sent to the children of Israel, the stock of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was changed of Israel. And, he, and, and Paul was reminding the children of Israel, just like we were reminding you, salvation was sent to you first. And he don't change. He just keeps beating you until you recognize he was created to talk about salvation is to you first. Then those that get in with the covenant with you, then they can be awarded salvation through you. And here's right here. Here's right here. Men and brothers. Children of the stock, the bloodline of Abraham, and whosoever among you fear Yahweh, who we talking to? The stock, the bloodline of Abraham. Look what he said to them while he had, while he had the microphone. To you, stock of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is the word of the salvation sent. See that? Now see that? See that? Really, we can play music for the rest of the night. Salvation is sent to you, but you you don't you don't want to do your part to receive it. You 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 don't want to do the part he give you to receive salvation, and that's keeping his law. His hands is open to you for salvation, and all you got to do is keep his law. And have zeal about keeping it. Don't use it as a a mood to be in a oppression mood, no, a joyful mood. He has chosen you, your bloodline, as a people. And you see how you treat him now? You don't keep the Sabbath day. You don't want no branches. You don't keep no feast days. See. And to you is a salvation sin to be the model for all the rest of the sons of Adam. You won't fail on your part. See that? So now, verse 27. Then he say, For they that dwell at Judah, southern kingdom, and they rulers, all their big dignitaries, because they knew him not, 
nor the voices of the seers, which are read every Sabbath day. They have fulfilled it in condemning him. So you hear you hear the seer's voice every Sabbath day. And remember what Elder getting ready to read in First Samuel seven verse fifteen. Let's see what what the, what the, what the elder getting ready to read in First Samuel seven verse fifteen. What is it? In the book of uh, First Samuel, chapter seven, reading verse number fifteen. Fifteen says, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So, a seer is in place all the days of his life. There's no finite voting out. One seer, many elders, elders teach the teachers. Teachers teach the fathers, fathers teach the mothers, mothers teach the children. One elder, and he judged Israel all the days of his life. So long as you hear the voice of the seal, guess what? You can't replace it. Yahweh does that. See, you got a election every four years every eight years, but not in the Bible. Only way you can place the seer, he got to die out. As long as he's alive, that's it. If you if you want to do Bible, because the seer got one responsibility. 927. This is the responsibility of a seer. First Samuel 927. Let's see what the responsibility of a seer is. 1 Samuel 9.27. Hey, yo, what do 1 Samuel 9.27 say? In the book of uh, 1 Samuel, chapter 9, looking at verse number 27. 27 says, And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servants pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand now still a while, that I may show thee the word of Yahweh. You see that? So, the seer's responsibility is to show big dignitaries the word of Yahweh. That's what a seer is created to do. His job, his first job is to do is find the, the elders, the big dignitaries, and show them the word of Yahweh. That, 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 is, that is the first thing the seer got to do. And, and, that, and that's the foundation of it. According to Exodus 3, verse number 16, elder, let's see if that's the foundation of it. See, remember, in Psalms 11, verse 3, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So now we go on and look at a verse. In Exodus 3, 
verse 16. Listen good. Elders on the clock, come on. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, reading verse number 16, it says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, The Yahweh of your fathers, the Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen that which is done to you and to each of you. The sin's job is to go gather the elders and tell them the word of Yahweh. Now, he was sent to a city in 1 Kings 17, elders, to a widow woman. And the widow woman was complaining about, you know, the job going on the land. She was in bad shape. She was complaining, said, well, then the seer came before her, and the seer said, hey, hey, woman, make me a morsel of bread and bring it to me. She said, I ain't got a morsel of bread. All I got just enough for my daughter, I mean, for my son and myself, we're going to eat it and we're going to die. He said, yeah, that sounds pretty good with your mouth. He said, you're going to do what you say you're going to do, but... But something else he said. She said, "I ain't all. I, I just make my ends is just it's just now, you know, ends is just now meeting. Whatever word they use that word, I'm I'm just making enough to make ends meet." Is he okay? <laughs> you just you're doing just enough to make ends meet, huh? Okay, good. But let's find out. Yahweh sent sent in the 17th chapter, Elder. He sent it to a woman with that kind of mindset, and that's the kind of mindset we got right now. Well, all I got, uh, all I got just enough to make ends meet. Okay. You, 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 you know, that came from somebody else. We're going to read where that come from. I just got enough to make ends meet. So let's see what it says in 17 verse 2 of 1 Kings there. And First Kings, reading chapter 17, looking at verse number 2. 2 says, let me make sure I'm in the right place now. First Kings, chapter 17, verse 2. It says, the word of Yahweh came unto him, saying. You see that? So, so there is the word of Yahweh, he came to... Elijah the tit the tit back in verse one. So Yahweh hand is in this. So he gonna send him down to um, a place. It's called Zarephath. That's in verse nine, we ain't reading. To a widow woman. And and we got there and he but he but he told Elijah, I got a widow woman down there can hold you over, Elijah. And the and the ravens gonna always put some in your throat. The ravens gonna go catch something and bring it to you. So you straight. Why don't you go down to this widow woman's house and uh, go there? So he found the widow woman in verse number eleven. 
got them sticks together, and all that old stuff. She was doing what she had to do. But then Elijah got there to see her, and let's see what let's see what's going on in verse twelve. So we don't build enough case up to look at verse twelve. We in First Kings seventeen verse twelve. Let's hear some of this conversation going on. So that's the same thing we're asking you. How is your faith, your belief? Do you believe the Bible? Listen, listen to this woman, the real woman's conversation about she just got, she barely makes ends meet. I just can make ends meet. Verse 12, let's talk about the other, come on. Verse number 12 says, And she said, As the Yahweh, the Yahweh liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil and a curse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. And a crude. Crude. Hold on, hold on, Elder. Crude. A a little. Back up. A a crude. So I got it. She ain't got no curse. She got a crude. She got a little crude. Just got got enough to make it. I'll read that over. uh, Just just making ends meet. You know, like we said, they, I'm, I'm barely making ends meet. That's what she's saying. And Layman's turn today, I'm just making ends meet. Go ahead and read. I'll, I'll read that verse over. And she said, As the aqua and the aqua live, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel, and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Uh huh. Good. So she's talking real good. Hold on, Ella. So she's talking real good. She said, "Well, well, I, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm barely making ends meet." He said, "I'm barely making ends meet." That's what. That's another way of what she's saying. I barely can make ends meet. So the said, "We well, listen to her talking." And what what the seer say in verse thirteen down to verse sixteen? What what the seer say behind listen to her bubble gums? Now he give a response from thirteen down to verse sixteen. What he say there? Reading verses thirteen to sixteen. Thirteen says, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son, and for thy son. Fourteen. For this saith the Yahweh of Yahweh of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Yahweh sendeth rain upon the earth. Fifteen. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she. And he and her house did eat many days. 16. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Yahweh, which he spake by Elijah. Hey, Jessica, wait a minute. Who spoke by Elijah? Yahweh. You know, James, that's how he speaks. Yahweh spoke by the mouth of Elijah. He the one told Elijah exactly what's going to go on. 
St. John, chapter 9, reading verse 25. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know I know not. One thing I, I know that, whereas I was blind, now I see. Is it? He said, I don't know. Is he, I don't know his background, whether he's a sinner or not. I don't know. But... One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. I I, I, I thought I was African-American and Negro and colored and super cool. Now I find out I'm an Israelite. From based from tribe of Judah, Benjamin, and Levite, or Levite. I, I, I found out that the, the, the day you go worship it, it's Genesis 2, verse 3, the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. I've been going to church all my life on Sunday. I thought I was doing right. I was blind. So, but now I see. All I know is the six and only camp called Boston Number Two. It's right. It's opening my eyes. They making a. Uh, they making me a. Luke. Chapter twenty-four, verse thirty-two. What it say, Elder? Luke. Chapter twenty-four. Verse 32, all I know now, I become a Luke 24, 32. What's that say, Elder? Okay, in the book of Luke, chapter 24, reading verse 32. 32 says, and they said one to another, did not our mind burn within us while we talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Hey, that's something. You said, did our mind burn? We call this broadcast. We make your mind burn. You might be sitting in that chair, but now your mind is burning. Now, now you want to write these verses down. Probably you just don't come on a broadcast for entertainment. You write the verses down and check them out. See, we make your mind burn. We show you where you've been mistalked all your life. Showing you you got a wealth of information here if you talk right. Verse 45, what it say? Twenty-four forty-five. Luke twenty-four. Verse number 45 says, Then open he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. 
And devil, and that's what we try to make sure you understand the scripture. We open up your mind so you can understand your Bible, the scriptures. See, we give, if you if you take what we give you, write it down. Then on your leisure time, always be a Matthew twenty six forty. Always be a Matthew twenty six forty. Hey, what do Matthew twenty six forty say? In the book of Matthew, looking at chapter 26, reading verse number 40, it says, And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and said unto Peter, What would ye not watch me with me for an hour? Could ye not watch with me for one hour? So Yahweh is saying in, in, a, in a run of 24 hours, can't you... Get in this word one hour. The key to it, in a run of 24 hours, you got to get in this word at least one hour. He requires you to put one hour, at least one hour in. You can do more fine. But at least every day of your life, put in one hour. You'd be surprised how Yahweh will open up your understanding if you are set aside one hour out of 24 hours, one hour and just stay in this Bible, you'd be surprised what will come out if you do so. He told the disciples, what? Can't y'all watch, pray with me one hour? See? So listen, I don't care how, how tired your job is. I work two jobs, okay? You work, you work two jobs. Can you take one hour out of two jobs and put your mind on him? Because you know what he'll do for your mind? Isaiah 26, verse 3. Let me show you what he'll do for your mind. If you take one hour out of your time and run up a day, let me show you what Yahweh said he'll do. If, now, if you do this, he'll tell you what he'll do for you. You got to remember what he'll do for you. We're going to Isaiah 26, verse 3. This is what he'll do for you if you take out one hour and put it on him. He got something written. Let's find out in 26, verse 3, what he got written that we can read, Elder. What does it say? Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Read that again, Elder. Isaiah, chapter 26. After chapter 26, verse number 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. You see that? So, Yahweh will keep your mind in perfect peace. 
Because sometimes we have stress problems. We be stressed out. You know what I mean? Why? But Yahweh said, if you give me my hour, I'll keep your mind in perfect peace. He said, he said, I already know what's coming up on you. I know the end from the beginning. But I'm giving you all the keys how to get your mind right. Sometimes people's mind are all the way back on things of the past. You know how low down he was, how he did me. You know that low down woman done me. Listen, get you one hour of some dust says y'all quiet. Quiet in around 24 hours. You'd be surprised how he'll level you off in the brain if you do what he got written in his Bible. Uh, skip down to verse number. Uh, I, need, I need to get a little bit more out of this right here, Elder. So now we read verse 3. I need to give me a little bit more out of this there, Elder. I need a little bit more. So verse 3 sounds excellent, but I can stand a little bit more. What it says in verse number 7 and 8. In verse number 7 and 8. 7 and 8. The way of the just is uprighteousness. Thou most upright doest way the path of the just. Eight. Yea, and the way of thy right judgment, O Yahweh, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. The desire of our soul is to your name. Your name on the for letters there. Beloved, his name on the carriage four letters, Y-H-W-H. See, you got to love the name. See, you got to love this name called Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. Your desire of your soul, of our soul, is to thy name. He's talking name here. So you got to know this big, this big boss man's name. The big boss man name carries four letters, Y-H-W-H. So now, do you know the big boss man? His name is Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. Now, let's go back and take a look at when Yahweh got to something to say, how he operates in that. First Samuel 9, Elder. Let's see what he says in verse 15. 15 and 16. Let's see what he says here. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 15 and 16, Elder. What can we get out of 1 Samuel 9, 15 and 16? In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, reading verse number 15 and 16. 15 says, now the Yahweh had told Samuel in his ear, a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel. 
that he may save my people out of the hands of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. You see that? So Yahweh told the seer a day ahead of time. So it could be a Benjamite coming down named Saul. I want you to anoint him to be king over my people's Israel. See that? My people's Israel. Want him to be king over my people. That's a, that's a, a possession. That's a pronoun. That's possession. Over my people. Israel. That's a, that's a possession. So Yahweh has a people. It's up to you to recognize he have a people. He told Sir, I got a people. The people is my people Israel. That's one of the greatest mysteries. You're not going to never hear that taught in no, in no institution that you ever been to have ever heard that said to you. Especially in a Christian, Islam or Judaism. You ain't never heard that verse before, read. Because that's because I put a dap on what they've been telling you. But here he is tomorrow in verse sixteen. About this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin. And thou me you shall anoint him to be captain over my people's Israel. I see, you know, ain't no Christian pastor can never read that verse to you. <clears throat> Got something to say on the elder? You, you want to add something to that elder? Well, the only thing I can add to that is what I have seen already. The only thing that most of the uh, Christian pastors is going to add is usually about themselves and what you have to do when you're in this pastor, when you're in this parish. That's right. So that's why we come humble on this broadcast. We come with the mixed spirit, but that don't mean we don't have zeal. We do have zeal for this man because we have blessed us, allowed us to be entrusted into his word. What do you mean? The Catholic Church out of New York, where's the precept to that? <laughs> uh, let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 2, Bill. The Catholic Church out of New York want a precept. Let's give him a precept, Bill. We have no problem giving you no precept, First Thessalonians. And we're going to look at chapter 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 13. Let's get a precept. Do you want a precept? We'll give you one. We don't have a problem getting no precept. First Thessalonians chapter 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 13. What does it say here? First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, and verses, verse number 13. One says, For yourselves, brothers, know our interest in unto you, that it was not in vain. Too. But even after that, we had suffered before and were shamefully 
and treated. As you know, at Philly, we were bold in our Yahweh to speak unto him, speak unto you, the gospel of Yahweh, which must contention. Three, for our exalting was not of deceit, nor of uncleanliness, nor in gully. Thirteen. For this cause also thank we, Yahuwah, without ceasing, because when ye received the word of Yahuwah, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. The word of Yahuwah, which effectively worketh also in you that believe. That's um, that's a big topic. You said, uh, hey, in that um, First Thessalonians chapter two, what did Paul say? Um, he made a profound statement here. He says, um, what did he say in verse four? Okay, verse number four. But as we were allowed of Yahweh to be put in his trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but of Yahweh, which is tried our minds. You mean Yahweh entrusted us with his word? Yeah. Paul says, but as we were allowed of Yahweh to be put in trust with the covenant. That's what the gospel means, his word. We, this is Yahweh doing. See, they knew this when they knew this when they wrote the Bible, but we don't know this today. We've been allowed of Yahweh to teach you this word. He gave it to us to teach you this. We are descendants of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. We've been allowed of this. What it says in verse 13. Reading verse 13. For this cause... Also think we, Yahweh, without without chasing, because when ye receive the word of Yahweh, without, without ceasing, otherwise he says without ceasing, ceasing, ceasing. He says, but it's cause also think we Yahweh without ceasing, because what? Because when ye receive the word of Yahweh which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. The word of Yahweh, which is 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 actually effectively work of also in you that believe. He said, well, he said, word of in you if you believe it. He said, word of you if you believe it. If you know that his word, his word was and put us the six anointed camps are forces over to his life. Once you come to grips 
that he allowed us to come on this international radio broadcast to wake up the children of Israel that scattered. He, he entrusted us with his word, and we're not anti-anybody. We know we got a calling on us, the six morning camps, call for details. Where you located at? Where you at within 70 miles? Call us at 224-600-5579 and tell us where you located at. We baby hook you up with a, a camp that you can go by and visit within 70 miles. You get in and where you been in at. Then you receive the blessing. See, once you start doing what the man telling you to do, he going to put your mind in a better a frame of mind. But as long as you're doing your own thing, as long as you're doing um, um, Surat 6 verse 2, Elder. Hey, Elder, what do Surat 6 verse 2 say? As long as you've been on okay. Surat 6 verse 2, can you don't see out? I don't know where we're going, but Sirach 6, verse 2, what's that supposed to mean, Elder? Let's see what that say. Sirach 6, 2. Okay. My phone had dropped out a second. I'm glad I didn't bump off the network. But uh, anyway, in the book of Sirach, give me one moment, chapter 6. Okay, get into chapter 6. Looking at verse number two. Two says, Exalt not thyself in the counsel of thine own mind, that thy soul be not torn in pieces as a bull straying along. You see that? He said, You know, don't exalt yourself in your own mind. That's all you're doing. See, when you're doing this thing alone, you're exalting yourself in your own mind. You're like a, you're like a, a bull alone. And you know, the lions catch a bull by himself, and another lions get at him, they bring him down. So, when you don't follow what the scriptures tell us to do in Zephaniah, Zephaniah, Elder, chapter 2, 1, 2, and 3. Matter of fact, read 1 down to verse 5. In the book of Zephaniah, let's see what Zephaniah said, chapter 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. See, when you do your own thing, you're not going to get the proper impact. You have to follow the rules and regulations. He tells us to do something in Zephaniah, chapter 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. What did he say, Elder? Zephaniah, look in the chapter Zephaniah. 2, reading 1 through Zephaniah, yes. Chapter 2, reading verses 1 through 5. 1 says, The Yahweh will be terrible unto them, for he will famish all the Yahweh's of the earth. And men oh, hold on. shall hold worship. On. Hold on, Look for Zephaniah. It read back in the oh, right back side of the Old Testament, round of Zechariah. Zephaniah, you got to back up a little bit to get uh, back up to Zephaniah. I got it. Okay, two, Zephaniah. one down to verse five. What did it say? 
chapter 2, looking at 1 through 5. One says, gather yourself together. Yea, gather yourself together, O you nation not desired. Two, before the discreet, bring forth before the day pass as the chase, before the fierce anger of the Yahweh come upon you, before the day of the Yahweh's anger come upon you. Three, seek ye the Yahweh, all ye meek of the earth which have brought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be, shall be hid in the day of the Yahweh's anger. Four, Agaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkolon, a desolation. They shall drive out Ashdod at the noonday, and Elkron shall be rooted up. Five, Woe unto the inhabitants of the sea coast. The nation of Cherites, the word of the Aqua against you. O Canaan, the land of the Philistines, I will destroy thee, that there shall be no inhabitant. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, gather yourself together, old nation, not desire you children of Israel. Before the decree comes. See, if you don't gather yourself together, I'm going to do some big things in this Bible. And uh, if you don't know the game plan, you'll be trying to find out what that one eye Satan television broadcast saying. And, you, and you're going to be cut short. You got to gather yourself together, old nation, not desire. Don't nobody desire you. Not as a nation. No. So we're going to precept that to the book of Ezekiel. Because he wants you to, to gather yourself together. Now we're going to Ezekiel and read why he wants you to gather yourself together. Old nation. We see what he call you? Old nation, not desire. We're going to Ezekiel 39 and look at 1 through 10. Preferably we just can sit back and listen. listen. Preferably we can sit back and listen to all this good read. Preferably. All this good read. Go ahead, Hill. Looking at Ezekiel 39, reading verses 1 to verse number 10. One says, Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against God, and say, Thus says the Yahweh, Behold, I am against thee. O oh God, the chief prince of Meshach shall tell Two, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee. And I will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and I will bring thee up on the mountain of his grief. I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand, and I will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, and all thy bands, and the people that is with thee, I will give thee unto the bravest birds, gravious birds of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Five. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, 
for I have spoken. Saith the Yahweh. Six. I will send a fire of Magi, and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles, and they shall know that I am the Yahweh. Seven. So I will make my righteous name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my righteous name anymore. And the heathen shall know that I am the Yahweh, the Yahweh righteous one in Israel. Eight, behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Yahweh. This is the day whereas I have spoken. Nine, and they that dwell in the seas of Israel shall go forth, and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, for the bulls and the arrows and the hand slaves and the spears. They shall burn them with fire seven years. Ten. So that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any of the out of the forest, for they shall burn the weapons with fire, and they shall spoil those that spoil them, and rob those that rob them. Stay up the Yahweh. Uh, read verse 10 again, Elder. 10 says, For they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest. For they shall, for they shall burn the weapons with fire, and they shall spoil those that spoil them, and rob those that rob them. Say it the Is it? Now, what you just got to read out of 39, 1 through 10, the whole program told by the mouth of the seer that one day that you're going to spoil them that spoiled you. You're the one that you pay your bills to. He said, now, up the road, when you come back to know who you really are, you just read a profound statement by our elder in 39th chapter 1 through 10 on things to come to pass. Now, we're going to precept that a little bit because what you just got through reading, showing you the, the outlook and the, the plan to bring back the children of Israel, that's when they do right. If they do right now, the elder just brought you the plan. Now, let's go to Zechariah uh, now, Elder. We're going to Zechariah now, and we're going to look at the 12th chapter, verse number 10. We're going to Zechariah chapter 12, verse number 10. That's what we get ready to do now. Zechariah 12, verse 10. Zechariah
Zechariah 12, reading verse 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of the grace and the supplications that they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. chapter 39, verse number 8. It says, Behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Yahweh. This is the day where I have spoken. He said, It it came, and it is done. Now that's big talk, Adam. So what have came, and it has been done? Look at verse 9. See, verse 9 is the key word. See, the number in the Bible, all the numbers in the Bible is a mystery to all of them. But when this number is mentioned, this number is a big number in verse number 9. What does it say? It, it, it has been done because of verse 9. What does it say in Ezekiel 39, verse number 9? What does it say, Elder? Verse number 9 says, And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, and the handstands and the spears, and they shall burn them with fire seven years. Seven years, that is, seven is a sign of completion, So when you see the seven, that means the completion, just like, Sabbath day, seventh day of the week. Hallelujah. That's the that's, that's completion of the week. Hallelujah. The Sabbath day is it is completion. That's it. You dial all back over the Sabbath day is over with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is the sign of completion. That's it. It'll go no further than that. Seventh day. So now we read now on the seventh day, it is completion. And you read that it was done. When the seventh hit, that's completion, Elder. Let's precept that too, and we're going to bring the young line in and let him stretch out a little bit. We're going to Revelation chapter 16, verse number 17. Revelation chapter 16, verse 17. Remember, it, it is done. That, that's the key to number seven. So if you don't learn nothing else out of the lesson, I hope you learn a whole lot. When seven is at the end of it, 
The Sabbath day is Yahweh's day. The Sabbath day is Yahweh's day. It's the end of it, Elder. So once you know the Sabbath day is the end of things, everything after that called new beginning. That's why you got to keep that Sabbath day. Now what it says in Revelation chapter 16, verse 17, Elder. Revelation chapter 16, verse 17. In the book of Revelations, chapter 16, reading verse 17. And the seven angels... Elder, Mr. Till, Revelation chapter 16, verse 17, what does it say? Okay, reading verse 17. 17 says, And the seventh angel poured out his vow into the air, came a great voice out of the temple of heaven. From the from the throne, he's saying, "It is done." What was that? All right, we'll be back. Uh, and Revelation chapter 16, verse 17, what does it say we can read? Okay. Uh, okay. Revelation 16, verse 17. Looking at 16, reading 17 once again. 17 says, And the seventh angel poured out his vow into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. seventh angel poured out his vow into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. You see that? When the seventh angel poured out his seven vows on the earth, that's it. So at the end of it, see, seven is complete. That is complete. That's the end of it. So when he said, It is done. That's wrapping the things up. So the number seven is to wrap things up. Whatever it is, when you got seven, it's called total completion. 
back up and look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 8 down to verse 11. Ezekiel 9, chapter 8 down to verse 11. See, the angel pulled out his seven vials on the earth and said, it is done. That's it. It's all over, Elder. So I'm probably trying to get you prepared and let you know what state you're in right now. So when you pour this seven vials, it's all over. So if you ain't got it right, by the time you pour them seven vials out, I can barely hear you, brothers here. Okay, come on, Elder. Okay, um, what were we reading? Yeah, Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 8 through 11. Ezekiel 9, 8 through 11. Ezekiel. Chapter 9, reading verses 8 to verse number 11. 8 says, And it came to pass. 9, 10, 11. I'm reading 8 now. And it came to pass while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried and said, Ah, Yahweh, would thou destroy all the residue of Israel? And by pouring out thy fury upon Jerusalem, Adam, nine. Then he said unto me, the anchorage of the house of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perverteness. For they say, the Yahweh hath forsaken the earth. And the that see if not, ten. And as for me also, mine eyes shall not nor spare, neither I will have pity, but I will recompense their way upon their head. Eleven. And behold, a man clothed with linen, which had the incline by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. Yeah, that is. So all we can do, what Yahweh have commanded us to do. Give it all we got on every broadcast and do your part and just say it's Yahweh. Do what Yahweh command you to do. That's it. And what they say, it is done. So now we receive, we know what is seven trumpets, seven seals, seven vows, seven. That is completion. That means Yahweh wrapping things up. When, he, when, it, when you see the word seven, I mean the letter seven, that's completion. Anything other than seven or three is incomplete. So with that in mind, and so with that in mind now, anything other than seven is incomplete. And we bow it in, but one man is not going to repent. One man is not going to repent. And one man, it means one race of people. It's 
not going to repent. And that's Esau in 12, 16, and 17. Now read that verse again in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. 5, verse 12 again. Read it again. 5, verse 12. Romans chapter 5, reading verse 12. 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and also death passed on upon all men, for that all have sinned. You see that, Adam? So don't let them never tell you, well, that was back in the days. No, no. When Adam sinned 1,000 years ago, that same sin and death passed on everybody since that point. Yeah. So we got to know these things. So when they tell you, when they tell you, when they tell you, when they tell you, when they tell Esau's race is up on that same covenant. That Esau, just like man upon the same covenant. Same covenant, man upon them. Death. And all we get by this death, we go on to 1 Corinthians 14, Elder. Let's find out how you get, how you get up on this death sentence. We're going to. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Elder, and we'll look at verse 56. Now, how you, how you got out of this death sentence? We're going to read it right now. Isaiah, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. What does it say, Elder? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, reading verse 56. 56 says. The sting of death is sin. And the strength is the sin. Sin is law, the law. Read it again, Adam. 56. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. You see that? So all the way you get out under this death sentence, you got to keep the law. What got you in problem, got you this death sentence over your head, is breaking the law. What's going to get out from over your head is keeping the law. You, you hear that? When Adam sinned, that brought in the death sentence for all men. The only way you can get out from under this death sentence, you got to keep the law. It doesn't read now. Read again, Elder. That's big, that's big verse, Elder. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 16. That's big verse. What does it say? Reading verse 56, it says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. And the strength of sin is the law. So, you got, we got to let them know. The only way you've got them on this death sentence, you must keep the law. As long as you don't keep the law, the death sentence is over your head. And what that mean, Elder, over there in uh, 
Chapter 6, verse number 23. 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Yahweh is eternal life through Yahweh the Son, our Yahweh. The wages mean the price. The price you come around with by not keeping the law is death. The gift of Yahweh, he left it open for you to do an Acts 3.19. Hey, Elder, what is it in Acts 3.19? In the book of Acts, looking at uh, 3, chapter 3, verse number 19. And 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, for the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the young world. And the only man in Bible will not obey, repent, before your sins be your ruin. When you meet our young lion at Camp 1, Brother Makai Israel, up and come and teach you how to tell one. Yahweh bless you, that's the Israel. Yahweh bless you, there is Israel. Oh, the Israel. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Young man, who all carrying this broadcast as we speak anyway? Well, you know we live inside the class and we live on Blog Talk Radio. We also live on House Talk. But let's add a little bit more to that and let the national audience know. We live on Facebook. You want to catch us on Facebook on that one-eye telephone you got at home, that cell phone, uh, or that smart TV you got at home, or any of that desktop, laptop you got sitting on your desk at home, or maybe your um, your laptop take care of where with you. You can type in those keys for the Facebook page at B-O-T-T-Y. Once again, type in the keys on the Facebook page at B-O-T-T-Y. If you want a previous broadcast that has been recorded from Blog Talk Radio or anytime we went live inside of the class. But we also be broadcasting on YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube at B-O-T-T-Y, Tri-Y-H-D-A. Once again... You can catch us on YouTube at B-O-T-T-Y, try Y-H-D-A. If you have any questions or comments, you can call the International Line at 600, I'm sorry, 224-600-5579. Let me correct myself and state that again. The International Phone Line for questions or comments is 224 area code, 600-5579. And make sure you write down your questions as you listen in on the broadcast and uh, 
call in and ask questions and put us to work. And uh, if we don't have an answer for you at that very moment, mm-hmm. any of the uh, 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 teachers can't answer the question or the elders get to the elders, and we'll go from there and we'll uh, come back and give us a little time according to the book of James, chapter 2, verse number 16. Hallelujah. Over to you, sis, Red C. Rook. Hallelujah. Rook. See, that's the young line. I'll be coming to teach you out of camp one. Keep telling you, get in where you been in at. Because one thing, saying what got us in, in trouble today, and saying what's going to get us out of trouble today. But you got to make a start. You got to bring your zeal level up and say one thing about it. The reason we're in trouble is destined is over our head. Because we sinned. Adam did. And that same sin passed down to everybody. He said, the only way you can get out money is sin is keeping the law. So examine yourself. Are you keeping the law? That's up to you. Now we're going to the online. Let's go to Revelation chapter 20 and pick up verse 7. Let's read a little bit in Revelation 20 verse 7. And remember, we read a little end time prophecy. To let you know that if you remember, we read the elder read in Ezekiel 39, and then you know you got to come back. You got to come back, but you got to do right. And start by you the law, keeping the law. What's written in the Bible? Keep them Sabbath day. Start putting them fringes on, and and and, and them fringes is a reminder of you to keep the law. They will remind you. They'll start talking to you like, like you got a buddy and they tell you. Some bridges tell you, hey, keep the law. You're the law tell you do. Huh? The bridges start talking to you. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 20, verse 7. Elder, listen real good. Y'all line is on the clock. He's going to hammer down a little bit. Let's see what he got going on. Let's see if he's coming peacefully. Come on. Book of Revelation, chapter 20. We're going to pick it up at verse number 7. Book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse number 7. Read. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Verse 8. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, God and Magog, together them together in battle, to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea, verse 9, and they went up on the breast of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from Yahweh out of heaven, and devoured them. Stop it there. Now, you know, fire ain't came down from heaven to bow them yet, but, but, the, but the other part had been fulfilled. Now, the thousand years of them being, being in trouble and now they'll return, that been fulfilled. In, 1490, in the 1490s, the sons of Esau, they came back in power. They've been back in power ever since then. They came out of a thousand years of Judah, the Moors, all running things from 193 up to 1400 or something. Huh? 
you know, they got the western, the western part of Rome falling in 476, and they'll take 476 and use the western part. But no, all of Rome. Rome went down in, in 193. 193 by Septimus Severus, the descendants of Judah. But he was wicked. But he wasn't taking them down. He took over the Roman Empire. So if you want to use the 490, the 4 or 76, that's the western part went down. See, the western part. But that you've been down. We, uh, black folks, the citizens of Judah, have been running Rome from 193 up to the 1400s. But now, but now, according to the Bible, in the 13th chapter, let's see what it says, Revelation 13. Revelation 13 there, young lion. What it says, read a little bit. Going over to the book of Revelation. We're going to pick it up in chapter 13. Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 1, read. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. Uh-huh. And saw a beast right up out of the sea. Having seven heads and ten horns, uh-huh. and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Verse two. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his feet and great authority. Now, 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 we gonna we gonna examine that because right now, that you know that's 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 a dark sand. But see, all dark sands is answered by forces of the Jewish life. Let's run back to the market there, young man. Let's run back to the book of Daniel. Let's run to he, he, he identify four beasts. Now, remember, John is writing the hereafter. So in the book of Daniel, there, young lion, Brother Micaiah Israel, you're going to find out exactly what's going on through the precepts. Now, we're going to the seventh chapter. And see, can we find out exactly what's going on in the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel? Let's see if Daniel's helped us break this, these uh, beat like four, four beats like one like this and one like that. Let's see if we, let's see if we precept that and break that down. What are you talking about? Let's go over and pick up at seven verse one. Yeah, let's, let's break that down. Seven verse one. Going over to the book of Daniel. We're going to read chapter 7, and we want to read verse number 1. Yes, sir. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 1, reads, In the first year of Belshazzar, yes. king of Babylon, Daniel the fifth had a dream and vision. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. Had a dream and vision. Of the sum of the matters. Yes. Verse 2. 
thing. Hey, El, what what great see and prophecy that's talking about by going to the 17th chapter, verse 15, Revelation? What great see? The see of what? Elder, Mr. Tears, in the 17th chapter, verse 15, that's talking about this great see. What does it say, Elder? Revelation 17, In the book of 15. Revelations, chapter 17, reading 15. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the poor sitteth, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues. So that great seed, I mean, he, he, he's talking about the great seed that's water. The, it's my people. So... These beasts, they was ruling nations, but they ruled the nations like these attributes that they, they read. See, they ruled the nation, but they ruled the nation like a what? What you say there in verse 4? Let's see how they ruled the nations over there in Daniel 7 verse 4. This is how they ruled the nations. All right, we're going over to the uh, book of James, chapter 7. And we want to read verse number four. Yeah. The book of James, chapter seven. Verse number four, verse four reads. The first was like a lion. First like a lion. Yeah, yeah, that's it. First was like a lion. The first was like a lion. Yes. And had eagle's wing. But he had eagle's wing. I mean, he was, that means the first was Greek. He moved like a lion, but he was fast as a eagle. That means he, when, when Alexander the Great jumped down on Cyrus now, he was running quick. That means that was kind of, that's the way he jumped on Cyrus, man of color. Go ahead and read. All right. I beheld to the wings thereof were plucked. Yeah. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's mind was given to it. Go ahead. Verse 5. And behold, another beast. Now, here comes another beast. A second. Yeah. Like to a bear. So now you got one like a lion, one like a bear. But you're talking about beasts. A elder. What kind of beast you talking about in Daniel chapter 7 and 17? What are you talking about, elder? What, what, who are these beasts that you're talking about? Daniel 7, verse 7 and 15. We're making 17. 7 and 17. What's the hell? Okay, I'm changing my notes. Daniel 7, verse 7 and 17. After this I saw yes. in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, and stamp the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that it were before it. And it had ten horns. Seventeen. Yes. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. So these four beasts, you're talking about nations are uh, elders, and they're going to rule you like a beast. 
matter of fact, Jeremiah got in there, young line, in 15, verse 3. So he let you know, see, remember, Daniel was in the Babylonian captivity. He came right and just tell you exactly who doing what. He had to use similitudes. He had to use dark fans. He had to use riddles. Because remember, his letter was read too before he sent it out. Uh, so if your letter read and somebody's saying, well, you, you're a threat to their position, your letter's going to the garbage and you going with your head and get cut off. So you see, he had to use similitudes and saying these nations are going to treat you just like. And you know if anyone needs get their hands on you, a lion or a bear, you, you know that's cave all the dough for you. If a lion get his hand on your day, his paw on your day, he's going to take you out. If a bear slap you with that old long paw he got, he's going to take you out. So this is how the nation was going to treat you. Very. Jeremiah 15, 3. Come on, here, on your line. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 3, read. The book of Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 3. And I will appoint over them four times. Four times. Says the Yahweh. Right, now listen to this, Elder. The sword. The sword to slay. And the dog to tear. And the fowls of the heaven. And the beasts of the earth. To devour and destroy. So there go the four. But I'm very interested in this person. He's the first one to get his hand on you is the sword. Now, he talk, now remember, you always been in captivity. Now, Elder, tell Osir who was this sword according to 1713 of Psalms. 1713, Elder, I'm, I'm very interested in this sword. He said, I'm going to... Appoint them over you. This sword. In Psalm chapter 17, Elder, can you tell me how this sword going, what it going to do for you in 1713? What does it say, Elder? In Psalms chapter 17, reading verse 13. 13 says, Arise, O Yahweh, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. I guess so. Deliver my soul with, from the wicked. So you see, he called it a L. He called the sword the wicked. He said, Deliver my soul from the wicked. So the wicked going to be. The sword man. You see the the man saying, Elder? He said, deliver my soul from the wicked. The wicked is your sword. Now the young lion is going to precept that in 27, 36. Down to verse 41 of Genesis and find out who was this that David prophesizing. On time, when David prophesied this, he was real running. He was a king over all twelve tribes of Israel. So it wasn't in his time. He prophesied in your time. 
Let's see what he says in the 27th chapter. Now we go and find out who is this sword man that you need deliverance from that you can read. We go on to the book called Genesis 27, 36 to 41. Young line on the clock, come up. Okay, we're going to read the book of Genesis. chapter 9, verse number 24, it says, the earth was given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges, God. If not, and where, who is he? He said, the earth is in the hand of the wicked. So now, so whoever run the world in your days, that's who the sword man is. Whoever run in the world in your days. There was a prophecy. It wasn't for David's days. There was a prophecy to come. So now, who run the world today in your time? That's who the wicked is. Whoever you, otherwise, whoever you pay your bills to. 
who you pay your bills to. There it is right now. So remember, the Bible is in codes. It's in dark sands. It's in riddles. It's in parables. Because remember, everybody wrote was in some kind of distress situation. So they had to write. They couldn't complain and put a name on it because it And he tell you the whole, the whole ball game, two verse four down to verse thirteen. See, you, the Bible is riddles, it's dark sands. You got to. Esau is a sword man. You got it. Good. Now we go into a Bethlehem and get a precept, and two verse four to thirteen. Listen real good when a Bethlehem seal explain about. This man in power. Habakkuk, young lion, chapter 2, verse 4 out of verse 13 to the little. Book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4 down to verse 13. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4 reads Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not a right in him, but the judge shall live by his faith. He says this. Man, you get ready to read about his soul, they right. Man, that means that mean he can never reach the, a seven. That means he will always be incomplete because he's never going to hit that high note. He said his soul, they right. You know his soul is the body. That is the total fitness of yourself. He said his soul ain't right. That means from the bottom of his big toe to the Back of his head with the last string of hair and the front of the back part of his head. It's not right. Now, you, so you see what he's saying? So wise, he can never be a seven. Because seven means you're going to repent. And we read already about our elder in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 and 17, that a sinner of Esau as a nation is not going to repent. Sure you have Becky and and uh, and Louis, Louis, they might say something good by you. Might give you a bonus, but as a nation, they never gonna come clean and repent. My back elder, they they never gonna do the thirty three fifteen of Ezekiel. Hey elder, Mister Tills, is they gonna? If you think they're going to do after you read it, uh, 33, 15 of Ezekiel? Okay. In the book of uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, 33, 15. 33, 15. Verse number 15 says, If the wicked restore the pledge and give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing anything, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yeah, you see, if the wicked restore the plague of what he had robbed and repent, he ain't going to die. But he got to 
give back what he had, what he had robbed as a nation. Ain't you a couple of individuals now? No. The wicked, he got to restore back what he robbed. And that's what he said. So as a nation, the wicked got to give back what they have taken. And um, precept that held and see what they what they taken in the book of thirty five verse ten of the book of Ezekiel. Let's see what, what let's see what they are taking. And y'all mind picking up eleven down to verse sixteen. Let's see let's see what they have taken. I mean this Bible talks this Bible talks good. They got to restore the plague what they have robbed. Is that what you read, Elder? I'll read up one. Okay, well, we're going to 35 and read verse 10 and see. Matter of fact, read verse 1 and 2. Just get warmed up, Elder. Just skip down to verse number 10. Okay. In Ezekiel 35. Reading verse 1 and 2 and skip down to. No, just, 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 just read one, two, and three. And, uh, yeah, just read one, two, and three. Then a young lie. Yeah, one, three. Yeah, one, two, three. And uh, verse number ten. Okay, verses one to three, and skip to verse ten. One. Moreover, the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, Two, son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir, and prophesies against it. Three, and say unto it, Thus says the Yahweh, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. Verse number 10 says, Because thou hast said, These two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the aqua was there. Ain't that something? You mean that Bible telling that elder? He said, I'm against you, Mount Seir. Mount Seir is the homeland of Esau, not not Europe. This is their homeland. Esau and his five sons, this is their homeland, Mount Seir. The government of Mount Seir. He said at verse 10, because thou hast said, these two nations, these two countries shall be mine. You see what he did? You see, you see what the Bible says he did? You read in 33, um, 15, that you got to restore back what you are robbed. What you are robbed is two nations. Matter of fact, you really, at, at this time, you are robbed three. You rob, you're taking the land of Israel, you're taking the America, and you're taking Europe. You are really, you are taking the whole world on the real side. So you see, Elder, this book don't, don't, that's why you see Christian pastors, they're not going to read this. Islam ain't going to read this. Judaism ain't going to read this. He said, the only way you can get out from under this death sentence, you up under Esau, Mount Seir, you got to. Hey, Elder, read one more time, Elder, because that, that sounds real good. And 3315, you know how you give a person his conditions to 
to get his job back. He said, well, hey, um, I know you told me you laid me off and fired me or whatever, but what my condition to get my job back? Well, see, he said, okay, I'll give you a condition how to get your job back. He said, you got to be a 33-15. A 33-15, you know what it say? Ezekiel 33-15, take a time and, and deliver the knockout blow. Ezekiel 33, verse number 15. It says, If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed. Walk in the statutes of life without committing anything. He shall surely live. He shall not die. You see that? So the wicked got a auction, uh, uh, whatever it is. Help me out, y'all help me out. Whatever it is, the wicked got a, a auction. An yeah. option. Yeah, thank you, y'all. An option. Thank you, thank you, Elder. So you got to tell the wicked, we know where the wicked is. We know where the wicked is. He's your now wicked. You know, the Latter-day Saints, the Roman Catholic Church in New York, and Lebanon City, and the WCC, World Council of Churches, you got to give back the United States. You got to give back what you were robbed. You robbed this land. You taken this land from the Northern Kingdom with smallpox. Put that you put that bang on them. And you manipulate them, call them Indians and everything else. You got to get all that back. You got their records. Huh? He said, if you want to get out money, the death sentence that you got upon you right now, you got to restore the plague which you have done. You got to, as a nation now, not as an individual, you got to say, we are the sins of Esau. Our homeland is Mount Seir, right down below the Negev, down below Israel. That's our homeland. We got ran out of our homeland by the Navatine Arabs. And then we got in the land of the, the brother Jacob's land called Israel. And then when, at 722, when the Syrians ran them out, we helped them, and then since my brother was gone, we became them because they was vacant. They was vacated, so we got in power, and we became them, and they became African-American Negroes and super coons. So, and, that's, and then we paint all the pictures from, from all shades of brown to pale red and said, this is your mighty one that you got from Caesar Borgia. That Caesar Borgia, Michelangelo, and Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo draw the pictures up in the 8th century, the 13th century, and gave you a picture you got on your wall. You know the one your mama got on the wall? The one that your grandmother got on the wall? The one we go to the Christian church and got on the wall? A pale, pale man with straight uh, pearl.
You know, how 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 we be having fun when we just get away with no sound. Unto Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Worship the Yahweh. What you read? Be- what you read? You read Proverbs 29 too? Okay, Proverbs. I couldn't quite hear you. The line I cut out. Okay, book of Proverbs 29, verse number 2. 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked Beareth rule, the people mourn. Okay, y'all. Well, hey, we just give you a line of 35, 14. You're going back to the book of Ezekiel, the Tears, chapter 35, verse number 14. What? Verse 14, read. What? Thus says the Yahweh. What did Yahweh say? Yahweh. When the whole earth. When the, when the whole earth. Rejoice. Rejoice. I will make them desolate. I will make thee desolate. Got Esau. Otherwise, you will not be in rulership anymore. 
what position is the world in today, according to 29 verse 2? You want to take that young line? What condition are the world in today, according to 29? And break that down. 29 verse 2 of Proverbs. Esau and his five sons by the hand of my people 
Israel, and they shall do an Esau and his five sons, not to be called white man and white woman, according to my anger and according to my fear, and they should know my vengeance. Y-H-W-H-Yahweh. You mean verse 14 is saying, that's a big talk, 14 saying it. How do you let get a little bit slow? I, don't, I, I can't believe that that's left in this Bible. Verse 14, this is how it's going to happen. Hey, yo, this is how it's going to happen. Ezekiel tell them how it's going to happen. Verse 14, listen to this. Okay. We're going back to the book of, uh, the book of Ezekiel chapter 25, verse number 14, 14 reads, and I will lay my vengeance upon Esau and his five sons by the hand of my people Israel, and they should do in Esau and his five sons according to my anger and according to my fury, and they should know my vengeance, says the Y-H. W-A-Yahweh. That means Judah, Benjamin, and Levi must come together to fulfill that prophecy. You, and, but, 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 that, that is what Judah, Benjamin, and Levi must come together. <laughs> but according to the Bible, that's what? Let's go to our first Samuel chapter, make it second Samuel 7, Elder. Let's find out. That was prophesied, but in Second Samuel, Elder, we want to find out when is this? When will that be fulfilled by going to Second Samuel chapter seven, and we're gonna look at verse nineteen. Second Samuel seven, verse nineteen. Elder, what that say? Second Samuel, chapter 7, verse 19. Hey, what does it say, Okay, looking at uh, Second Samuel, chapter 7, reading verse 19. It says, yes. And this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Yahweh, but thou hast spoken also of my servant's house for a great while to come. And is so, this so this prophecy is for what what time y'all on? He said this prophecy is for a great while to come. A great while to come. So this is for a great while to come. Even in our days. Judah and Benjamin and Levite must come together to fulfill this prophecy. And you know we Judah got to come together, and they're gonna draw Benjamin, and, and Benjamin gonna draw Levi and Simeon. This this for a great while to come out, even even in our days. So in Ezekiel, young line, chapter. I just want to read something in Ezekiel chapter 14. It's something I want to read in Ezekiel 14 now. That's for a great while to come. 
So in Ezekiel 14 there, young lion, you mean this going to happen? Let's pick it up at the 14th chapter. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 11 down to verse 14. 11 down to 14. Ezekiel chapter 14, 11 down to 14. Listen to this, L. Listen to this, L. Going over to the book of Ezekiel chapter 14. We want to read verse 11 down to verse number 14. The book of Ezekiel chapter 14, verse number 11 reads, That the family of Israel may go no more astray from me. What you read? Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 11. I'm sorry about that, Zachariah. I look red. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm saying Ezekiel and Zachariah. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Chapter 14 of Zachariah, verse 11 to 14. I'm looking right at Zachariah. I'm talking about Ezekiel. Going over to the book of Zechariah, chapter 14. Verse 11 down to verse 14. And, and, and Elder had me, verse 9, waiting in the closing statement, Elder. Verse 9 in the closing statement, Elder. After, after the young line read um, 11 down to 14. Look at Zechariah, chapter 14. 11 down, read verses 11 down to 14. Look at Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 11 read. And men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction. But Yadda Judah shall be safely inhabited. Mm-hmm. Verse 12. And this shall be the place wherewith the YHWH Yahweh would smite all the people that have fought against Yadda Judah. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes. And their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. So the same nuclear bombs and weapon they make y'all are going to turn all that nuclear stuff they'll put together on their own head. All that stuff that they'll invent, all that stuff, that, all that technology that, that y'all are put on them to, to get you back right and turn all that back on them. They're going to be standing still and they flesh gonna just come off their body. Now you know it. That big stuff is there. Go ahead and read. The book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 13, read. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the YHWH Yahweh shall be among them. And they shall lay hold, everyone on the hand of his neighbor. Yeah. And his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. Yeah. 14. And Yadah Judah uh-huh. also shall fight at Yadah Judah. Oh, Judah going to do some fighting, go ahead. And the wealth of all the heathen. Yeah. All the 17 nations round about shall be gathered together gold and silver and apparel and great abundance. So all that you have lost, he's going to strengthen the hand of Yahweh Judah. That means Benjamin and Levi and Simeon. And they're going to go back and take everything that all over the world that you once had and got away from you. That's why it's so important to know your nationality. 
But uh, but this is for a great while to come. Matter of fact, Hill is going to get his closing statement on reading that 14 verse 9. This got to happen. 14 verse 9, Hill in the closing statement, come out. Zechariah 14, reading verse 9. And the Yahweh shall be king over all the earth. And that day there shall be one Yahweh and his name one. One Yahweh and his name. So they're not going to be calling no Yahweh, Lord, God, Jesus, Yah. You'll call him by the one name, Y-H-W-A. His name going to be one. The one going to make it into salvation, eternal life. You will have to have that one name right. Not all the names you got. Well, I call him Elohim and all that. God. No. You will have to have that one name right to get get to salvation. And David would say his name is one. If you add to one, it's no longer one anymore. That's right. You can't add nothing to his name. That's right. He said, the one that's going to make it, you will know his name is one. Why? H-W-H. All right, Elder. You done great, Elder. You stood like an Elder supposed to stand up in grand style. What you call the thing behind that, Elder? You on the clock. Come on. Take a time. Well, I have to listen to the word of Yaqua. I have to say bless everybody for understanding the word and having patience to receive it. And when you listen to the word of Yaqua, you can have a good sleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. That's I O. That's the deal. So some things we got to do. Matter of fact, um, what we got to do? Let's go do the one chapter 8, verse 1 there, young line. What kind of thing we got to do? We got to start working on. See some things we got to work on. Deuteronomy chapter 8, we'll read a little bit to see if we get our point. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, young line. Let's read a little bit. What we got to start doing? Right. We're going over to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we want to pick it up at verse number 1. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 1 reads, All the commandments which I commanded you this day shall be observed to do, mm. that you may live. And multiply and go in and possess the land which the YHWH, Yahweh, swear unto your father. Okay. Verse 2. And you shall remember all the way which the YHWH, your Yahweh, led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you. To know what was in your mind, whether you would keep his commandments or no. You see that? So he said, he said, he wants you to remember these things. That's why I'm preaching so important. The preaching is a reminder. Is you keeping his commandments? He took you out there to prove you and see what you do, Yahweh's commandments. He said, is a remembrance. 32, verse 7 down to verse 10. Deuteronomy 32, 7 down to verse 10. What's it say, young man? All right, we're going over to the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to read chapter 32, 
We're going to verse 7 down to verse number 10. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 7, read. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you. Your elders, and they will tell you. Verse 8. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of of the children of Israel. Verse number nine. For the YHWH, Yahweh's portion, is his people. Israel is a lot of his inheritance. Verse 10. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. So that's what you got to remember. See, there you go. that's what you got to remember. You were chosen to remember when Yahweh had you in the right frame of mind. Let's uh, get a precept on that by going to 10, 12 through 15 of Deuteronomy. Speak up that young line. Going over there to the book of Deuteronomy. Want to read chapter 10? 12 to 15. We're going to figure it out verses 12 down to verse 15. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 12 reads. And now, Israel, what do the YHWA Yahweh, your Yahweh, require of you? But to fear the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the YHWA Yahweh. Your Yahweh with all your mind and with all your soul. Verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Yahweh and his statutes, which I command you this day for your good. Verse 14. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heaven is the Yahweh. Yes. Your Yahweh. Yes. The earth also with all that therein is. Yes. Verse 15, only the Yahweh had a delight in your father to love them. Yep. And he chose their seed after them. I get that. Even you uh-huh. above all people. And it is this day. Yeah, and, and you need to know these things. You above everybody. Why are you bothering everybody? If you above everybody, mm-hmm. but something but something you got to do. And verse 16 and 17, what does it say? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 16 and verse 17. 16 reads. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your mind. Yes. And be no more stiff-necked. Yes. 17. For the YHWA, your Yahweh, is Yahweh of Yahweh. Yahweh of Yahweh. And Yahweh of Yahweh. Yes. A great Yahweh. Great Yahweh. A mighty and a terrible. Which regard not purchase nor take reward. You see that? We got keys from this stuff here. This is the man that's saying. <laughs> so let's go to uh, let's let's watch the conclusion of this thing there, young line in the thirteen chapter one through eight, and we're going to look down at forty nine through. Uh, we'll read a little bit to get our point. We'll just about get ready to shut this down. Remember, return class on the network on Pair Talk. 
it's 12 o'clock, but on Blog Talk Radio will be 2 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll be back on Airways tomorrow at 2 p.m. for some more B-O-T-T-Y. So what we're going to look at, uh, second is a 13, 1 through 8. Let's, let's, let's see him deal off the nation, and we'll skip down to verse 49, and we'll get our point. Come on. All right. Going over to the book of Saganet. Going to the book of Saganet. Chapter 13. We're going to pick it up verses 1 down to verse number 8. The book of Saganet, chapter 13. Verse 1 reads, And it came to pass after seven days, I dreamed a dream by night. That means complete. When you do the seven, it's complete. Remember, that, that man of sin, the high he, he got was six. That's why he said six, six, six. That means complete with three. That means he is going to be total destruction. Six, six, six. He never could make a seven out of it. One clearly hit a seven because he had an option to do something over there in 12, 16, and 17. He never did it. Repent. He didn't repent. If people never repent. They got to pay the price. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Well, we're taking it in chapter 13, verse 2 reads. And lo, there arose a wind from the sea. They moved all the ways thereof. Verse 3. And I beheld, and lo, that man waxed strong with the thousands of heaven. And he, I mean, and when he turned his countenance to look, all the things trembled that were seen under him. Verse 4. And when soever the voice went out of his mouth, all they, all they, First that heard his voice, like as the earth fell it when it filled the fire. Verse 5. And after this I beheld, and lo, there was a gathered together a multitude of men out of number from the four winds of the heavens to subdue the man that came out of the sea. Verse 6. But I beheld, and lo, he had graved himself a great mountain, and flew up upon it. Verse 7. But I would have seen the reason or place without the hill was given. I mean, without, where else the hill was graved. And I could not. Verse 8. And after this, I beheld, and lo, all they which were gathered together to subdue him were sore afraid and yet dirt fight. Go ahead. Verse 49. No, no, good. Go ahead. A man to 11. And lo, as he saw the bodies of the multitude that came, he neither lifted up his hand, nor held sword, nor any instruments of war. Verse 10. But only I saw that he sent out his mouth as it had been a blast of fire, and out of his lips a flaming breath, and out of his tongue he cast out sparks and tempers. Verse 11. 
and they were all mixed together, the blast of fire, the flaming breath, and the great tempest, and fell with violence upon the multitude which was prepared to fight, and burnt them up, every one, so that upon a sudden of a of an innumerable multitude, nothing was to be perceived, but only dust and smell of smoke. Good. I saw this. That's good. I saw that was a prayer. We'll leave it there, uh, y'all mind. Give me a closing statement out of top part of seven days. Shit. And he bumped them all up. Closing statement in your line. Action on your part. Catch them all at 2 o'clock for those on network. All right. We're going to read the book of Psalms. Chapter 104. And I'm going to pick it up at verse number 20. You make it dark. And it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. Verse 21. The young lions roar after their prey mm-hmm. and seek their meat from Yahweh. 22. The sun arises. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.